Hello, hello, and welcome to The Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. The Vegas Voice, the voice for your health, wealth, and good times. It's the free monthly magazine. Hi, everybody. John the announcer here, and we've got a great show on tap. An even better show on tap if our guest calls in. <laughs> You're waiting on uh, Yeah, we're, uh, the, the fellow's name is Johnny Agar, a very inspirational story. Uh, they said he'd never walk, he'd be yeah, in a wheelchair forever. The book is the, yeah, they got a book, The Impossible Mile, which is amazing. He has cerebral palsy that he yeah. was born with, became a like a star athlete. Yeah, an Iron Man. And, uh, oh. An amazing story. So we're waiting for him to call. And uh, even Michael Michael Phelps, you know the the, the, Olympian, oh yeah, the Olympian, said that uh, said that you know most people see obstacles. This guy sees opportunities. It's amazing. Oh yeah, it's an incredible story. Yeah. And when he calls, if he calls, if he didn't forget, <laughs> sometimes people forget, folks, and they go, "Oh, I had a radio interview at ten o'clock." Go, oh man! <laughs> oh, that was today. Oh no! I know. I know. <laughs> and but, then. Uh, and then at the uh, bottom of the hour, we have an interesting fellow, and, and I'm interested to hear your take on this. Uh, yeah, you know, he, Steve he, North, comedy coach. He's the comedy coach. Can can you teach somebody to be funny? That uh, I, you know, I, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm going to say because uh, you know where I came from there's in the clubs. There's some, some of these you people you couldn't help. <laughs> you know, it was like in acting classes. You know, you you say, well, can you teach somebody to be an actor? It's like, well, you can teach them the fundamentals of acting, yeah. but if they're line reading everything <laughs> and they have no ability there's not much you're gonna and, uh, I'm, I'm very curious so yeah. steve north at the bottom of the hour the comedy coach that that'll be lots of fun yeah so, so we're just killing time here hoping for uh the inspirational johnny agar to join us in the interim you know uh you've got a very exciting product or uh, project coming up yeah i'm a part of this a lot you of people, a lot of great names are a part of this yeah 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 it's, faith wins uh it's the, the movie the movie Faith Wins the Wild Card of the Strip, written by uh, myself and John Pate, comedian writer John Pate. We wrote this together, and uh, we, you know, we won, we won the Best Christian Screenplay Award. But and, and as of like a few days ago, we're in the finals of another one, the Las I, Vegas Christian uh, Film Festival. It's got us now picked as one of the uh, finals having read that script uh you know this accolade you guys earned this this is this well, is a great screenplay very excited about the movie yeah and we're we're, we're gonna shoot uh the second week in january january 10th mm-hmm. week um in uh in la we're shooting a week in there uh down uh, up there down there i don't know (laughs) and it's gonna be it's gonna be great because um and the rest will be shot here in vegas but um yeah it's about you know the character the movie uh my character the the character goes from becoming like a big comedy star to actually being homeless Mm -hmm. and so it addresses a very important homeless issue uh, in the movie, yeah, and there's a there's a there's a dog in the movie that uh, addresses the animal rights uh, thing too. So it's a it's a good movie that can help a lot of people. So we're hoping. Yeah, and folks, uh, we need your help to get the movie made. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways you can do that just go to GoFundMe.com. GoFundMe, everybody knows that, mm-hmm. and type faith wins in the search box and it'll come up and whatever yeah, you Faith could do uh, movie production will come you know up you could be a movie producer uh, yeah and, and uh put that on your resume well we'll give you an extra uh you'll be an extra in the movie <laughs> yeah no but it's a good it's a good uh inspirational movie you know it's a rags to riches to riches story and um, I mean, riches to rags to riches, yeah. <laughs> riches then to rags, and to, yeah. That's what it is. But it's it's just a beautiful story. So I, I um, you know, because uh, we wanted we want to uh, really make an impact to help the homeless here. You know, it's a yeah. big problem. And uh, Bruce Baum, the uh, Bruce Baum, comedian, writer, and, and actor. Bruce Baum is playing uh, one of the homeless people, uh, main characters in the movie, and he's great. You know, yeah, yeah, he is, and and, and he's perfect for this part. Here is commercial. Having, uh, he's got a he's got a hot sauce. Uh, yeah. If you want hot sauce, this is Bruce Baum. Get my hot sauce. That's how he talks, folks. Yeah. And he, he's great. He's a great comedian. I, you know, Bruce and I. Oh yeah, worked together funny. on the road many years ago. Decades ago. I mean, that's how long. Yeah. 
And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's he used to be on Make Me Laugh all the time. Remember mm-hmm. that show, Make Me I, Laugh? I, I do Bobby remember Van, that. the host. Yeah. Yeah, Bruce was on that a lot, and along with uh, some other, you know, all the great comedians, Kip Adada. Oh, and, yeah, and he's done a ton of uh, radio, too. He's uh, been, yeah. you know, just been involved in a ton of different uh, yeah, radio stations, Yeah, he's been on all the shows, and uh, yeah, he's a nice guy, too. He's such a nice guy. But, uh, yeah, so Johnny Agar, I don't know, I mean, Johnny Bunny forgot uh, forgot he was on today. Yeah, that good, uh, that very well could. Well, we'll we, we had him scheduled. We had him scheduled a couple of weeks ago. I know, too, I know. Uh, they moved it, and then so, <laughs> we'll, so we'll, uh, but we'll, you know, but people's schedules, you know, and he's in demand. I mean, he's doing a oh, lot of yeah. interviews. I understand. I would imagine, you know, this story here. It's perfect for any kind of show, uh, you know, a talk yeah. show, uh, you know, like this one, for example. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I was at. I went to see. Uh, uh, Rita Lim on Dennis Bono the other day. Oh, nice. Yeah. Boy, was, I'm glad. It's good having and, Dennis Bono. And back. Tom Dreesen was on. Yeah. Tom Dreesen was on. And uh, so Tom Dreesen's great, you know, and Rita's great. And uh, uh, so uh, we we chatted. You know, I got to say, I hadn't seen her in, God, since before the pandemic. Wow. It's, it's and she had really been, been saying, time. you better get down here and see me. So I, I surprised her and went over there. <laughs> and nice. I saw she was on Dennis Bono. <laughs> <laughs> we got to have her on again soon. We you know, we should. Uh, Rita's all, uh, one of our favorites, and yeah. it, and you're right. It has been a while, probably pre-pandemic. Yeah, since and I've she seen sings her. on Sunday nights. People, you should go see her on Sunday night. She's over at the Tuscany. Oh yeah. Have you been in the Tuscany? Not recently, but yeah. uh, been there many, many times. Uh, Love the lounge over there. Uh, yeah, she's there every Sunday. Yeah, she's nice. all over during the week too, in different places. But but Sundays is like a. A staple. She's over at the Tuscany, so that's a yeah. Great. And folks, if you haven't been to the Tuscany, uh, just off the strip, you know, between uh, Flamingo, it's on Flamingo. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. on Flamingo between uh, Koval and yeah. Uh, just if you, as soon as you cross the strip from the freeway, yeah, it's like right there on the right side. Yeah, so it's easy to get to and uh, great food in there. Oh, too. they do. I was going to ask uh, about the food. Yeah, You've really had... good food. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that's it. But yeah, Rita, you know, she's great. And uh, I was sitting next to uh, Tom's uh, agent there, and we and I was saying, watch her, she's great. And he was watching her, going, wow, she really sings nice, you know. And and uh, Rita was laughing when I told the story. I said, I was making the agent watch you, Rita. He's going to be on our show, the agent too. We're going to get him. Oh, that's in. cool. He'll be in in December. Yeah, let's take a quick break, and we got. Uh, a little more to chat about uh, before we bring on our next guest. If Johnny, I think, might might have got hung up. But. Yeah, he just might have. Uh, folks, you're tuned to The Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. Rich and I are just killing time, waiting for the guest to, to show up. Johnny Agar, we're hoping to join us. But then at the bottom of the hour, the comedy coach, Steve North, will be here. So stay where you are. Rich and I return right after this. Gentle Giants Dog Food Batman. I'm Burt Ward, Robin from the Batman TV series. I was the Caped Crusader, and now I'm the Canine Crusader. After rescuing and feeding 15,500 dogs for 23 years, my wife and I created a natural, low-fat, heart-healthy, made-in-America dog food and special feeding and care program designed to help all dogs live amazingly longer, healthier, happier lives. Our dogs are living as long as 27 healthy, active years. Yours can, too. That's twice their normal lifespan and triple for some breeds. Would you like your dog to live as long as 27 years and still be active and healthy? Gentle Giants Dog Food is complete nutrition for all dogs and puppies, all ages and sizes, and is different from other dog foods without the greasy coating and high fat content that can shorten your dog's life. Try our Gentle Giants life-enhancing dog food for the longer, healthier, happier life of your dog. Hi there, I'm pretty sure I'm Bruce Baum. And if you like hot sauce, you're gonna really like my new Noggin Blast organic hot sauces, available at NogginBlast.com. These are hot sauces the whole family can enjoy, depending on how you raised your family. Every bottle is signed by me, whether you want me to or not. So if you want some, it's at NogginBlast.com. That's N-O-G-G-I-N, B-L-A-S-T, Noggin Noggin 
Do you own a real business that makes real money? Not just an idea for a business, but a real revenue-generating business. Then we have what every business needs to run and grow. Cash. Call the Business Cash Advance Line, and in just five minutes, you could be well on your way to securing up to $1 million in funding for your business. Use the money however you want. Try new advertising, buy inventory, purchase equipment, or pay taxes and other bills. Call now to secure up to $1 million in less than a week. The process is quick and easy. Call the Business Cash Advance Line to speak with an account manager now. Representatives are standing by, so if you need to get up to $1 million in working capital to grow your business, don't wait. Call right now. 800-445-1099. 800-445-1099. Call now. 800-445-1099. That's 800-445-1099. Angstrom Minerals represent a quantum leap in nutrition. Liquid minerals offer a more concentrated and quicker boost because they integrate into the body faster. Unlike that handful of pills you take every day, Angstrom Minerals bypass digestion and go directly to the cells. Try Angstrom Minerals for your body, your health, and your life. Register online and use your account to save 5% off your retail order every time you shop. Some restrictions apply. Please visit ElementalResearchInc.com. Now that wasn't so bad, was it? Welcome back to the Vegas Voice. Now, here again, the host, comic impressionist, Rich Nadoli. Welcome back. Uh, John and I are chatting because Johnny Agar, who's the, uh, he has cerebral palsy, and he's an incredible athlete with a new book called The Impossible Mile, um, was supposed to join us this morning, but I think he might have forgot. Yeah, that and could, so, could uh, be. Boy, that, and what a shame that is. I was looking forward to hearing this guy. Yeah, well, yeah. We'll, get him, we'll get him rescheduled uh, through his publicist and stuff, so that's not a problem. But I guess we got, because the date was moved a couple of times, so yeah, I think they, so, there might have so, been some so, confusion, but although it was confusing, firm but um but anyways so now what, what else is going on with the new bond movie you know do you go to movies at all you know it, it's been a while i since love the I, bond movies uh, i'm a james bond uh, i was i was a real fan of the books when i was a kid i oh, devoured yeah. all my favorite of the books was on her majesty's secret service yeah i thought that was a great book i think i think this guy's a great James Bond. Um, I'm freaking blanking on his name now. Uh, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Yeah. Great James Bond. But I'm a Pierce Pierce Brosnan fan. I mean, I love mm-hmm. Pierce Brosnan as James Bond. But I think these these two are both equally just as good, you know, which is really rare because they had a few failed James Bond guys. Yeah, in yeah. That, well, George Lazenby of Honor Majesty. Who? He, he <laughs> was did, he a James Bond? He did one. He did the and movie. And who's the other guy that did it was... On Her Majesty's Secret Service, uh, George Lazenby did one. There was another guy that was terrible that they only did one with, and uh, I can't remember which one it was, but but uh, but but I, Pierce Pierce was great, and and this guy's great. Daniel Craig is great. Just I I wanted to see this movie so bad. I'm going to go every time I get ready to go see it. Something happens to where I I can't get out of the house to go see it, and so yeah, I gotta, you know yeah, I haven't been to a. Haven't been I to know. a movie in quite a while. Me either. I can't I remember go the get last one. Get the popcorn one. and the hot dog. And <laughs> watch James Bond. But you uh, know, I, I think about some of the you know the movies over my lifetime that I've seen in the theater. Mm-hmm. You know, the original Star Wars. Well, and, I, and I those movies young, you have to see in the theater. Young Frankenstein. Right. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> saw that in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the William Shatner went into space? Yeah, I did see did you, that. Did you watch those clips? I mean, Shat, can you Shatner? It's like, I'm going into space. I'm launching into space. It's like, who would who is more perfect than Captain Kirk to do this and to get all the notoriety? Yeah, and I was sorry to see all these uh, naysayers going, well, they no. should spend that money here on Earth. And, uh, and they're yeah. idiots. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know, we have to keep exploring space and all that. That's yeah. part of the American dream, you know, yeah. to... You know, to do all that stuff. Shatner, Shatner said, uh, I love when I, a quote that I read where he said, uh, he said, the world is round. I looked. 
<laughs> no, isn't that funny? That is funny. the world is round. I looked. That the must have been round. that must have been wild though. Yeah, uh, you know, for heaven's sake, uh, that'd be scary. Though. That would be scary because you're thinking, what if a young come? Well, you remember the last time a civilian went up, Christy McAuliffe, uh, the school teacher. That the, last te- time? the school that, teacher. Uh, that, yeah, next to <laughs> next to Elon Musk, right? That was the last uh, time. Elon Musk. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, that's got to be a little scary because you don't know. You know, anything can happen. Yeah. But what a perfect thing. The guy's 90. Yeah, 90 years 90 old. years old. He's <laughs> a risk to buy green bananas at this point. I mean, uh, you, know, you know, I think he and Leonard Nimoy were are like one day apart in age. I think they were born like, uh, yeah. well, now i got to look that up. Uh, I think, yeah, Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, he passed away a few years back, right? Yeah, he did. Uh, did you, His son is a filmmaker. Um <laughs> Leonard Nimoy's son, and he did a spectacular docu- documentary about his on, dad? on his dad and Spock and the wow. the cultural wow. importance of the character. Yeah, and it was really, really well done with a lot of home movies and backstage stuff. And uh, I, I think he should. I think that uh, William Shatner should have brought Scotty up there with him. <laughs> I think Scott, I think we need Scotty when he goes, Scotty, where are we? I can't do it, Captain. I got no power. I got no power. <laughs> That's all he ever said. I got no power, Captain. Yeah, that would have been uh, something if we got a couple of them in there. Yeah. You know, I'd, Captain uh, Kirk and a couple other ones. And <laughs> put Sulu in there or Lieutenant O'Hora, somebody other than just Captain Kirk. But uh, Leonard Nimoy is... Uh Four days younger than William Shatner. Yeah. Wow. So he would have been. Almost, yeah, so so he'd be ninety right now yeah. too. <laughs> and he just died a few years ago. He lived a long time. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. And I think he was a smoker for a long time. I, and, I think he was. Uh, yeah, Leonard Nimoy. But he was a great. Did you see all the Star Trek movies? Did you go see those in the theater? The Star Trek. I didn't see all of them. I I saw a few of them. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like seeing those kind of movies in the theater, though. Oh yeah, the you big screen the and the popcorn, and, the... and with uh, you know other people and uh, yeah, you know, the people, excitement. Yeah. That, uh... You always get these people. Like, I was at a Schwarzenegger movie one time, and this guy was going, "Oh no!" He's screaming out, "He's getting out the bazooka now!" And I'm going like, "Shut up! We're watching the movie." <laughs> There's always I always get the guy with the big head that the theater could be empty but the guy with the big head it's like a Saturday Night Live sketch the guy with the big head will come and sit right in front of me and I'm going there's 500 seats here yeah. guy with the big head <laughs> oh that that movie uh, directed by Adam Nimoy it's uh, Leonard's That's his son, son. It's is he called, an actor too? Uh, it's called For the Love of Spock wow. and it's really well done if you get a chance to see it it, it's t- done with love about his father and the work. Wow. And, uh, it's really well done. I mean, there's, an, there's a show that I don't know that when it premiered, like in the 60s, that it was even that popular then. Yeah. It was the reruns that made it popular, right? Yeah, it was only on for like four seasons or yeah. something like that. You know, you know at the, it's all timing. You know, if, if something comes on and it's too before their too uh, way before the time of the audience that it's hitting they don't take a liking to it but then they do years later it's a yeah it's wild yeah but uh yeah i mean i don't know look at some of the things in the movie back to the future you know they talk about flying cars and Mm -hmm. hey that movie's on netflix so if uh which movie it's called for the love of spock I by, gotta see that. Yeah, yeah it's on Netflix. So it's, it's a whole documentary. Yeah, about it's Leonard a documentary done, done by his son Adam, wow. and it is really well done. There's all kinds of backstage stuff and home movies. I and, bet. It, I and, bet. Does it does it have any? Uh, uh, what's the rating on it? Does it say anything? Uh, TV fourteen. Wow. So it's uh, yeah. This is uh, if, if you if you liked uh, Nimoy. Or, in those Columbo episodes he did. Excuse uh, me. <laughs> oh, jeez. John, I'm sorry to party. <laughs> I like when we had, remember when we had Catherine Falk, Peter Falk's daughter yep. on the show. And and she loved my impression of her dad. That was, she that, which did. Was she nice. did. Well, you know, Excuse you, me, Catherine. You I'm knock sorry. it out of the park every sorry time. 
And folks, when you see uh, Rich with his with his raincoat and cigar, <laughs> that, get, that raincoat you, do, you use on stage. You know how that old looked, that thing is? It's it all looks, ripped up and everything. It too. looks like Columbo. Yeah, I know. His raincoat was stained and ripped, and there you go. So, and that car he drove. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you have a new raincoat, it won't cut it. you got to no. have a beat-up one. I think there was an episode where somebody bought, you know, uh, bought Columbo a new raincoat. And he, oh. Uh, in the in the actual show in, in the oh. in the show and he, he would leave it behind somewhere and go oh uh, lieutenant you forgot your coat uh, uh. no i just want this one i've always said i think that that should be in the smithsonian yeah this you'd coat. think i, mean, I think if, i told his daughter that 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 should be in the smithsonian yeah it should. i don't know where it is i can't remember i know we we had that conversation with her like where's his raincoat now you know yeah but if uh, archie bunker's chair i don't is know there, if maybe then... his wife had it now his wife when he died but but yeah i saw archie bunker's chair in there when I was there. Yeah. The Smithsonian. The Fonz' leather jacket is in there. But they need that. Columbo's raincoat should definitely be in there. Yeah, no kidding. Columbo is still, you know, super popular. Charlie McCarthy, uh, the Edgar Bergen uh, ventriloquist doll is in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's something. (laughs) They need to have Columbo's. uh, They should have, what should they have from William Shatner? They should have like his jersey his yeah. captain kirk thing in there and so many things i want to get to the hollywood museum too because oh, i understand they got man. all kinds of cool stuff yeah there. and that max factor building yeah boy the true art deco you know 1930s yeah, i keep reading this you know i think they're back open again now or they're getting ready to open it back up again oh yeah very exciting so. you know speaking of colombo i i saw this uh, youtube clip of uh, the guys who uh created the series they originally wrote that part for Bing Crosby. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry to b- 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 bother you right now. How would that have worked? Out? Oh, I'm sorry to b- b- bother you, but I think you're the murderer. Yes, sirree. I think you're the guy that b- 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 blew your brains out of that person. Like, how would that work? With how Bing, would that work? Indeed. I, that? I, can't I think Catherine imagine. would have liked that joke, huh? <laughs> Bing Crosby, but they really wanted him. Yeah, they, yeah. It's, uh, yeah I read Crosby. something that when Peter Falk tested for it, he said he turned back around and said, if you don't hire me for the part, you're never going to know how good the part could have been played. <laughs> <laughs> he said something like that, and they hired him. Wow, yeah, he was he was genius in that. Oh my oh, god, oh man, that that was can't miss TV in yeah, our yeah. house. Yeah, you know sometimes I watch those late at night. Do you ever watch those? Oh reruns? yeah, I, I watch them. I was all watching the time. one like a week or two ago, and I was going, "This was the guy," because I I remember texting Catherine and I said, "Your dad was so brilliant." I'm watching a Columbo rerun right now, <laughs> yeah. and they had, you know a lot of popular actor, actors did guest starring. Rolls in oh that. yeah, and and you know how they totally flip the script on that. Yeah, you, you start the show and you see the killer, you see them do it, you know and, why they're yeah. doing it, and uh, and I love the way he'd come back at the end and he'd go, and, and they would think that they totally fooled him, and then he would go, but there's just one more thing. How did the lipstick get on the glass? If you weren't there. <laughs> and then the person would go, oh, no, he's got me nailed. He found a glass with my lipstick on it or my, my fingerprints. You know, it was amazing. I always yeah. loved that look from the killer, you know, when when when, when, it, he, when it dawns on them he, that, he that, this, them up. that this scruffy little detective yeah. is no dummy. Is no dummy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That's one guy, if you really killed somebody, you wouldn't want to show up. You wouldn't want to see Columbo. Like in real life with the trench coat, you go, oh, God, he's going to know it's me. <laughs> the guy was great. Well, we got, we're going to get uh, our guest. Uh, yeah, the uh, Steve North, the comedy yeah, coach in, in theory, calling in very shortly. Uh, good time to take a break. Yeah, let's we, take a uh, break. and uh... We'll take a break, and hopefully Steve will call, and the fun will continue. Folks, you're listening to The Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. Learn more about The Vegas Voice. Voice at the VegasVoice.net. Stick around, Rich and I, and hopefully Steve will be back. Reading skills are extremely important for your child's development. The trick is to find something your child wants to read. American Stonehenge is the book for you. The first book in the new series, The Adventures of Jimmy and Andrew. 
American Stonehenge is a modern adventure story filled with great characters and mysterious plot twists. For a free preview of the first four chapters, go to jimmyandandrew.com. Enter promo code RICH25 at checkout and receive a 25% discount on your purchase. Go to jimmyandandrew.com and use promo code RICH25. Replacing your air conditioning and heating system is a big decision. That's why Johnny on the Spot Air Conditioning and Heating tailors every new unit estimate to meet our clients' needs. We go over all the options with you and custom design a new system for you and your home. And of course, these consultations are always free. Schedule your free new unit estimate online at johnnies.vegas or call us at 702-JOHNNIES. That's 702-564-6697. Contractor license number 76827. Times are changing. The circus of politics, healthcare's low standards and high prices. And let's not forget food quality. What to do? Arm yourself with Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com. In a world of chemical imbalance and poor air and water quality, it's time you make a move. Log on to GetTheTea.com and stock up on organic non-GMO supplements. Don't forget the tea. GetTheTea.com. Cleansing your body never felt so good. And we have a brand new tea called Takedown Tea, which helps support healthy glucose. All natural body support so you can be at your best, naturally. All you have to do is log on to GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. We're not a fad that comes and goes. We are the real deal. Join us and armor up. GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. Changing America's health one tea bag at a time. Welcome back to the Vegas Voice. Now, here again, the host, comic impressionist, Rich Natoli. How about that comedy coach? Isn't he something? But I want to tell you. <laughs> we got, uh, we're joined by uh, Steve North, and he is the author of a brand new book uh, called How to Kill in Comedy. And we're going to chat with him. He's a comedy coach. He teaches classes, John. And, wow. Uh, you know, I never took any classes. I, You know how I learned? By just bombing. <laughs> I bombed, and then I learned. And then I actually became a professional yeah. by doing that. Hi, Steve. How are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm doing good. Sorry you bombed. Oh, we all did, man. <laughs> well, I started in the San Francisco clubs, you know, with Dana Carvey and Kevin Pollack and Ellen DeGeneres. Uh-huh. And Robin Williams would come up every weekend while he was doing Mork and Mindy. And, and he would take the stage for about an hour and a half. <laughs> and we'd go, oh, there goes our set tonight. But, uh, yeah, how are you? Where are you from, Steve? Well, originally from Chicago. Okay. Then I lived in Denver for a long time, and then since 1976, we've been in Los Angeles. Yeah, so now, did you start off doing stand-up, or did you start as a writer? How did you start? We actually started in improv. Mm -hmm. Um, One night, we were driving in the mountains of Colorado. Um, Let me say we were a little high, maybe. (laughs) Rocky Uh, Rocky Mountain High, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> playing john denver songs too <laughs> an ad for a uh uh the evergreen players which was a little theater group in the mountains so as a joke we tried out anyway to make a long story short i wound up getting the lead in the play never having acted and that led to a whole series of coincidences and uh, somehow we wound up doing improv and then we came out to los angeles and we realized we can't do improv in stand-up clubs (laughs) so after uh experiencing a little bombing we barb and i that's barb and steve north that we were a comedy team uh we switched to stand-up and had a lot of success doing that yeah yeah the yeah the la market i mean i was there for like 20 years you know did you play the comedy store and all those places the improv yeah. and the laugh laugh factory and all those yeah those are all good and so now your book is called how to kill in comedy and right. folks you can pick that book up on uh, amazon uh right. ibooks right um what's yeah. I, ibooks that's another uh yeah so amazon where else can they get it on your website you have a website they can get the book on 
as yes, well? Yes, my website is uh, funny, excuse me, funnycoach.com. Yeah, funnycoach.com. Mm-hmm. Funnycoach.com, like ha-ha Right, coach. right, right. Funnycoach.com, yeah. and uh, Steve North, his book is on there, How to Kill in Comedy. So tell us about the book now. Tell us about... Uh, can you can you reveal some of the things, uh, the techniques and stuff that you teach? So well, commu- sure. What, aspiring- what I'm really known for over the years is teaching comedic character or persona, some people call it. Uh, the point being that <clears throat> there's a big difference between being a comic and being a comedian. Um, so a comic says funny things or tells jokes or tells funny stories. Whereas a comedian is a funny person. Mm -hmm. And what happened when I started teaching was I looked at everybody, and it turns out that all the really successful stand-up performers were comedians and not comics. They would get sitcoms, they would get fame and all that. So the idea is that we're laughing as much at who you are as what it is you're saying. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. And so, yeah, because there's a funniness about certain people that they carry yeah. on. And what the I stage. find is that everybody has uh, their own comedic character, just like we have different faces and it's different for everyone. Some people might be shy. Some people might be cocky. Some people might be nervous. And the idea is to take those true behaviors of yourself then exaggerate them, um, and and then we add what's called the blind spot. I don't want to get too technical, but uh, all these great comedians have basically two main parts of their character. Uh, part one is called flaw, F-L-A-W, meaning there's got to be something slightly wrong with you to be funny. <laughs> well, know, there's a lot of truth to that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it's not funny if I say, hi, I'm Steve North, and I've accomplished everything I want to in my life, unless maybe I shovel elephant shit for a living. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That becomes funny. Um, so it's flaw, but just the flaw by itself isn't enough. You need the opposite side, which I call blind spot. And blind spot means that the character does not understand what's funny about himself or herself. So just take a couple of examples, like Anthony Jeselnik, take for example. His flaw is that he is insulting and insensitive. But his blind spot is that he thinks he's charming. (laughs) So if you can imagine... Like he would never say before a joke. Now, I know I probably shouldn't have said this. This was rude and insensitive of me. Because once he says that, the blind spot is gone. And instead of laughing at him, your reaction is to say, well, if you know what you're doing wrong, why don't you get help or change the behavior? Mm. Kevin Hart, all he does is complain about everything, how much pain he's in. But he'll never say... Now, I know I shouldn't be complaining about this because it's stupid, but, and then say it, because once you do that, then people aren't free to laugh at you. (laughs) And you go back to some of the classics. Uh, Seinfeld, who a lot of people thought was being observational, but the truth is his character was a guy who had no life and everything he talked about was unimportant. Well, there was a show about nothing. That's right. Show about exactly. Um, and he was, you know, um, like he would never say before a joke. Now, I know this isn't important, and I shouldn't care about this, but why can't we make early bird specials really early? Mm. He would say, why can't we make early bird specials really early, as if he was on this big topic of world hunger or something. I remember so, that. Yeah, I remember the one episode when they said, "Come on, come on, Jerry, we're going to go uh, to the early bird special." And he said, "Well, it's like it's only four o'clock." And and his dad, his dad said, "Well, well, that's what time we eat." And he goes, 
I'm not going to force feed myself a steak at four in the afternoon <laughs> to save a couple of bucks. It was like, what? <laughs> you know? That's it. And, you know, we all have these, these truths about ourselves that we're kind of ashamed of, really, um, that we have to let out. Um, it's been said a, a psychiatrist makes you better. A good comedy coach makes you worse. <laughs> which is what I do with people. Um, yeah, and so now you teach you teach cl- classes where people are there, and then you also teach online too, right? Yes, I'm very busy online all over the world. I have people that call me, and uh, on Zoom we do private sessions. <clears throat> I have two different workshops, uh, Wednesday and Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific time, um, that are online. And then I also do one live workshop in Los Angeles. Um, I think the important thing is that um, people stay with what's unique about them. Uh, let me give you a quick example. Um, Leslie Jones, who was on Saturday Night Live and mm-hmm. got very big, about 15 years ago, she came to me to be coached. And I'm not claiming that I created her career or anything, but basically what she was saying was, um, people don't like me because I'm I'm too aggressive and nasty, uh, so do I need to be sweet? And I went, no, you have to be who you are. Right, right. And that became her thing. Again, I'm not claiming that I created her career. No, no, but, but you're 100% correct. You have to be, that's the thing, that's really the magic as a comedian, and you're, you hit it on the head, is that you have to be who you are. You be who you that's are. That's right. You know, Andrew and then, Dice Clay can't be Jerry Seinfeld. You know, he's, mm-hmm. they're two different. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then not only do you have to be who you are, but you actually have to exaggerate and make yourself worse than you actually are. Right. You know, if you're um, <clears throat> if you're Anthony Jeselnik, you have to force yourself to to you know say things like uh, you know I think I really helped my girlfriend. You know, she asked me the other day if she looked fat in those jeans, and I was like, No, you look fat in all your clothes, <laughs> yeah. as if you were really helping her. You know, huh? and it yeah. goes back to uh, you want to really go back to a classic. Rodney Dangerfield was the ultimate comedic character. His flaw was that he was obnoxious. His blind spot is that he thought he deserved respect. And it was that constant thing of him, you know, going, I tell you, I don't get any respect. And then he would tell you things that would, of course, make you not respect him, but he wouldn't get that. Right. Right. That's exactly right. And so and it's amazing. So now when you teach these classes, do you see certain people that are more comfortable doing characters, impressions, um, uh, you know that kind of thing, or because yeah, you, you notice right away, right? Area because the first place that I work with on people is showing the audience what's wrong with them mm-hmm. personally, as a, uh, and then if if uh, if you can do imitations and stuff like that, that would be the next layer you would add. Um, uh, that's a great talent if you can do that. But then you have to use it to enforce your your flaw and your blind spot. Like um, if somebody's a great imitator and and they're a sad sack, let's say, and they're talking about how their mom, you know, abused them. <laughs> then if they could do a great imitation of the mother, what the what the mother is saying, um, then that helps. Or or Woody Allen, <laughs> or a great imitation of Woody Allen. <laughs> I'm talking about that, but no, no, yeah, yeah. So now, um, uh, uh, do you do you know right away that some, what somebody's style could be when you see them? Do you make them like get up and just start talking about themselves? Like, well, how do you do that? Yeah, that's that's basically. You know, uh, I guess it was a God given gift that I have. I can look at somebody. And within about two minutes, I can get within about 5% of what their comedic character is. And sometimes I just have them get up and say, you know, their name and what they are the most of in this room. Someone will say, I'm the the tallest or I I have the ugliest clothes. And and I start there because it all starts with um, 
what your attitude is and what's what basically what's unique about you. And it's amazing how many people try to be somebody that they're not when they perform comedy. Um, I guess it's understandable, but uh, the first thing they do is they they copy some comic they've already seen. Right, right, right. <clears throat> and uh, some of the funniest people um, are only funny once you see this. I mean, let's go way back. Uh, talk about an anti-comedy person. Um, um, well, so if you talk to Rodney Dangerfield, you would think, well, it's a nice guy, you know. Uh, he's normal and that. But they have this little part of him. They would go, ah, 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 you know, start to complain a little. So then you, you draw that out and you say, make that worse. Let me see that bigger. Right. And before you know it, you're, you're acting like a lunatic. Let me, let me bore you right now with my definition of stand-up comedy, if I may. It's short. Yep. Go ahead. <clears throat> stand-up comedy is giving a group of strangers the experience of having a true lunatic, that's <laughs> your comedic character, <laughs> carry on a spontaneous and intimate conversation with them. Mm. So the four key words are lunatic, because you don't have an act unless you're crazy in some way. <laughs> um, spontaneous, even though obviously we, we assume you've memorized material, it can't appear to be memorized. And it has to be a conversation. That's the media. It's a conversation. So a lot of people try to make it a performance or a monologue, and that gets in the way. Yeah. You know, Joan Rivers used to say that it takes about three years, John, you know, doing stand-up before you really understand who you are on stage. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. she was right. Because you don't, you don't like, you, like you said, Steve, uh, or if you're just tuning in, we're talking to Steve North. He's the author of a book called uh, How to Kill in Comedy, and he's a comedy coach. So we're talking about... Uh, like what you said, you know, where where people get up and they don't really know, you know, they're just copying what they heard other people do, but they don't really know who they are yet. And and then when you find who you are, it's almost like if you look at the characters of the sitcom Seinfeld, when that show first premiered, it was it was awful. Yeah. It was terrible because the yeah. characters were not defined as to what the, who those characters were yet. But once they define those characters, the thing yeah. exploded. Yeah. Right, Steve? Absolutely, yeah. In fact, uh, we were in the building at NBC when <laughs> Seinfeld pitched his show. I mean, we didn't have anything to do with it. We just happened to be there. Uh, he, they pitched him and his manager pitched the show to NBC, mm. and the guy was like, "So, so what's this about?" And and the manager and Seinfeld said, "Well, it's about a guy with no life." Yeah. And and. The uh, NBC was so impressed that they, uh, for the first time in history, they gave someone a one-episode clearance. <laughs> and that one episode was enough to generate the series. Yeah. And that's what's so important, especially when you get on TV, if you're a comedian, is that you follow your comedic character. There's so many examples of people who didn't. Um, and um, my friend George Carlin, who was great, had a strong comedic character, um, wonderful guy. Um, he had this sitcom, and somehow he let the the network talk him into that he was going to be in this bar, and he was the only normal one, and everybody else was crazy. And that, of course, is never going to work, because he has to be the crazy, the crazy one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, see, that's the thing. You know, sometimes the suits don't have a clue, some of these people, because, you know, when I... When I, I George Lopez, we had George Lopez on the show and we were chatting yeah. and George Lopez told me, I remember, he, he said, well, a lot of times when he was taping his sitcom, the, the guys in the suits would come over, the network people, and they would say, well, you know, you got to take that joke out. It's not funny. And he'd say, no, it is funny. And he'd go, he would, they would argue with him. No, you, we don't think this bit's funny. We don't think that's funny. And he goes, they didn't have a clue. He goes, they were basically telling me, he said, that I couldn't do that I didn't know what I was doing that got me here. <laughs> and right. I said, yeah, yeah, they don't they don't know. 
Yeah, so somebody who was very good about that many, many years ago was Bob Newhart, because when he started filming his uh, sitcom, the <clears throat> network came to him and said, uh, listen, um, you're only doing 12 jokes for half hour. We need you to talk faster and don't do the uh and the stammering yeah and that was him he yeah, just yeah. Knew to say no yeah. i'm not doing that because that's not what's funny about me right well yeah. that's yeah good for him but that's exactly right it it's taking those things it's just like when you you know in my case when you do impressions of celebrities and stuff it's taking those quirks that made them different and bringing that out so yeah. it's the same thing as a comedian if you're a, a if you're a style you know, uh, then you got to bring that out. That per, that what makes you funny has to come out so people can yeah. see it. Yeah, a lot of times I'll I'll look at someone that I'm coaching who's really not being authentic, and I'll say, "Let me ask you a question. <clears throat> Who were you when you were six years old in the playground? Were you the kid that was yelling and jumping, or were you the kid that was hiding under the?" the swing and scared who were you and nine times out of ten they'll tell me their comedic character yeah that's a good that's a very good uh way to bring that's that's amazing yeah that's that's a great technique we're talking to steve north uh comedy coach and author of a great book called how to kill in comedy which you can pick it up on amazon or you can go to his website funnycoach.com we're going to take a quick break we're going to chat a little bit in the remaining moments with steve north right after this you're tuned to the Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. Two of the most common minerals found in the cells of your body are magnesium and potassium. When these minerals are deficient, your muscles can't relax properly, and that's why cramping occurs. And if you can't relax, you don't get restful sleep. Introducing Relax, a new and exciting product of Angstrom Minerals by Elemental Research. Relax is a blend of the potassium and magnesium your body needs in a simple, cell-ready liquid formula. You could eat bananas and greens all day long and still not get the benefits of Relax. See Relax and the full line of Angstrom Minerals at ElementalResearchINC.com. The quick and painless commercial break, a Vegas Voice exclusive. Now, here again, the host, comic impressionist Rich Natoli. We are back talking, we got a couple of minutes left, talk to Steve North, author of a brand new book called uh, How to Kill in Comedy. You can pick it up on Amazon. You can pick it up at funnycoach.com, his website. Steve North is the, uh, is the uh, author. And, uh, okay, we got a couple of minutes left. So, what advice would you give people that want to be a comedian? What would you tell them? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. That's what I tell them. I tell them, no, stay in school. It's worse than a golf swing or something. But, <laughs> um, well, uh, actually, the, the flow of my book is probably good advice. Like, my book is divided into three things. The first third of the book talks about find your comedic character before you do anything else. And it gives you different exercises to figure out who you are. Then the second part of the book has 20 formulas that I've developed over a long time in our workshops. Then you start applying the comedy formulas. And then the, the third part of the book is about putting it together for the business or if you just want to be funny in life or whatever. Um, did I answer your question or did I just plug myself there? No, that's good. That's good. So we're going to tell the people as we're out of time here. Pick up the book, How to Kill in Comedy on Amazon.com or FunnyCoach.com and the author is Steve North. Steve, we'll have you back at a later date again. Thanks a lot. It's been enjoyable talking to you. Steve North, best to you. Stay in character. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, you've been listening to The Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. Rich and I do this every Thursday morning at 10 and we love it when you come by and say hello. You could be anywhere in the world, but the fact that you've chosen to spend a little time with us, it means more than we can say. So join us next Thursday morning at 10 for more of this The Vegas Voice. your air conditioning and heating system is a big decision. That's why Johnny on the Spot Air Conditioning and Heating tailors every new unit estimate to meet our clients' needs. 
We go over all the options with you and custom design a new system for you and your home. And of course, these consultations are always free. Schedule your free new unit estimate online at johnnies.vegas or call us at 702-JOHNNIES. That's 702-564-6697. Contractor license number 76827. Direct from the Vegas Voice Radio Studio, it's the Vegas Voice Scams, Schemes, and Senior Safety. Everything you need to know to avoid becoming a target of elder scams. Now, here's your host, the publisher of the Vegas Voice, Dan Roberts. Again, everybody, and welcome to another Vegas Voice segment of Scams, Schemes, and Senior Safety. I'm the publisher of the Vegas Voice, Dan Roberts, and our goal is to inform you of all the bad things that surround our lives when we get those emails when answer the telephone. It's been nearly two years since the Vegas Voice started our Scams and Senior Safety YouTube and radio segments. Some were serious and somewhat comical with my Bronx brother and columnist Bill Caserta, but they always had the same theme, protect yourself at all times. I realized in reviewing the various TV and radio segments, not once did I mention what should you do if you have been a victim. Now, I'm the first to admit that scammers can be very, very convincing. They call or email you trying to separate you from your money or divulge personal information. The bad guys often target specific communities, most notably seniors, and in doing so, will frequently use scare tactics. And unfortunately, they're really good at what they do. But what can you do once you realize you've been a scam victim? The Federal Trade Commission has all sorts of tips and guidance. If you paid by credit card, immediately notify your bank or credit card company and tell them to reverse the transaction and give you back the money. What about a wire transfer? You can call them as well, but in all honesty, good luck. And if you sent cash, the honest answer, you're screwed. You can file a complaint with the FTC, but be prepared to get behind a few million victims in front of you. In reality, nothing is going to help you in getting the money back. It's gone forever. The best you can do is to alert friends, family members, and neighbors so that they don't become potential victims. And please feel free to contact or email me, and I will make sure to get the word out through the Vegas Voice. The best thing... The very best thing you can do is still the easiest. Never, never, never give out your personal information and never pay anyone via a wire transfer. Ever, ever, ever. You want to make a 100% absolute and positive way to make sure you are never a scam victim? It's really, really easy. Delete, delete, delete those emails. And should you receive that offer by telephone, hang up the phone, hang up the phone, and hang up the phone. We'll have more scams in future segments. Until then, this is Dan Roberts, publisher of The Vegas Voice, hoping that everyone stays safe, be smart, and to always slam those scams. Vegas never sleeps, but you knew that already because you live here. This is Stephen Maggi, host of Vegas Never Sleeps. Join me each Saturday at 2 in the afternoon on KSHP 1400. Vegas Never Sleeps features the unique approach of in-depth conversations, bringing the timeless excitement of Las Vegas to the world. So remember, join me each Saturday at 2 in the afternoon on KSHP 1400 for Vegas Never Sleeps. 